If you want to contact me, or if you want me to read something, or even if you just have any questions about myself or the book, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. Before I start today's episode, I would like to thank Jonte H. Sorry if I pronounced your name wrong for emailing me. I've been having a lot of emails this past week, so thank you for everyone to everyone for your support. Chapter 19, Wings of Fire, The Brightest Night. This isn't all of it, Sunny cried, whipping around to face the scavengers. Where's the eye? Why isn't it here? They stopped chattering immediately and jumped away from her, holding their paws up in the air. Fluffy pointed at the sack and yibble yibbled frantically. You must have it. Where else could it be? Sunny started pacing back and forth. She could feel smoke rising from her snout, and she knew she was probably scaring the scavengers, but they didn't run away. I need the Eye of Onyx. It's my only chance to end the war. She stopped and faced them again. How am I supposed to end the war without it? Yibble? Holler said tentatively. Yibble, yibble? Well said, Sunny said to her. That's very helpful. She sat down and frowned, crossing... Cross, she frowned crossly at the pathetic pile of treasure. Ripple yibble, Fluffy said to Holler. Yerble yerble, she snapped back. Someone else must have it, Sunny said, thinking loud. If you had it, you'd have brought it to me because you were worried about Holler. You wouldn't have kept the one thing I needed when I'm sure, scaven- I, when I'm sure scavengers prefer shiny little things like all of this. So you don't have the Eye of Onyx, which means it's somewhere, it's somewhere else in Pyria. She sighed and then stopped herself mid-size so she could wouldn't sound like stone moving. Her first theory was probably right, and some other dragon had stolen it, had stolen most of the treasure. Perhaps they had the eye of onyx and didn't realize what it was or what it could do. But that didn't help Sunny. She had no, she had no way to track down the real thief. She felt something touch her talon and looked down. Holler was standing in the curve of, in the curve of Sunny's wing, patting her talon and what. In a way that seemed to me, don't worry, it's not the end of the world. You're brave and cute, Sunny told her. I wish I could keep you. If Glory, if Glory can have a soft, I don't see why I can have a scavenger too. She glanced at Fluffy, who was edging close, edging closer, glancing up at her warily. But it's too dangerous. I feel terrible if one of you'd get hurt. She gave Holler a thoughtful look. These small, breakable scavengers were brave enough to fight or ride a dragon who could eat them in three bites. Could I be that brave? Like, for instance, could I try to stop the war? Even if I don't have a magical jewel or a mystical prophecy to back me up. Even my friends decide not to help. Could I still do it? Is it important enough? Why shouldn't I try? So what if there's not a foretold destiny saying I have to? Shouldn't I do it anyway, just because I want to? But how? She tapped her front claw on the ground, thinking, Yibble, wobble. Fenorb. Holler said. She pointed to Sunny's shoulder again. Sorry, Holler, I don't have time to take you on another ride, Sunny said regretfully. I have to go. She shook out her wings and reached to scoop all the treasure back into the sack. She was a little tempted to let the scavengers keep it, but she had a feeling she could find some use for it. Give it back to the same wings, perhaps. I'm going to find my friends, see if they'll help me, she informed Fluffy and Holler. And then, then I've got to stop the war. She patted them each gently on the head before gathering her wings to take off. As she sailed into the sky, she looked back and saw them waving. She wondered if she'd ever see them again. Maybe she could could come back and look for them when the war was over. The weather was with her this time. 
and she flew the mountains much faster than she had on the way out. When she, when she had stopped every time the night wings rested or ate, she ate lightly, so it didn't take her long for her to. She ate. She always ate light, so it didn't take long for her to pause, catch and eat a squirrel or a lizard once a day, and keep flying. So it was only two days later when she cleared the mountains and saw the rainforest ahead of her, illuminated by the rising sun beyond it. It looked so vast and green and peaceful. Sunny found herself caught by a moment of longing and a wish that she could just dive into the leaves, stay there forever. There would be enough to do, helping Glory rule the rainforest and organize the night wings. It was a beautiful that was beautiful, and there was always enough food, and the raving for easy-going dragons to share a tree with. The war would come here eventually, she told herself. Even the Raymonds aren't safe. We already knew that from the Nightwings did to them. And between Scarlet and the three sisters looking for us, we probably aren't safe anywhere either. No hidings in cave. No hiding in caves. That's all my that's all that's my promise to myself. No hiding at all. When the war is all wrong, I'm going to be a dragon who does something about it. Her nerves started to get the better of her as she got closer to the Raymond village though. She kept picturing her face was doubtful, kind, kind, but condescending. Oh, really? You, Sunny? And that is sweet, but now let's be serious. Her stomach was doing flips and spirals by the time she spotted the treehouse on the outskirts in the early afternoon, and she was almost tempted to turn around and fly away again. What if they're mad at me? She thought, she suddenly thought with another stomach lurch. What if everyone's furious at me for running off? It occurred to her to use. It hadn't occurred to her to use the dream visitor while she was traveling, but she decided against it. She didn't wanted to explain everything to her friends face to face. A movement distracted her from her thoughts. Something shifting out of the corner of eye, but when she looked, she couldn't see anything but dangling vines and bright orange flowers. Immediately, she ducked and rolled so the tranquilizer darts shot right past her and thudded into a tree, startling several shiny blue frogs. It's me, Sunny shouted, twisting the wafer claw at the leaf around her. It's Sunny, it's Queen Glory's friend. She held out her talon and spread her wings wide, hoping one of the hidden ravings would remember her. A face materialized on a nearby branch, his scales shifting from brown and green to dark purple. The dragon blinked a few times, looking more wary than most ravings Sunny had ever met. The queen was looking for a little gold dragon said a voice behind Sunny, and the other dragon emerged, this one shifting to clementine orange of the flowers. This could be her. Shouldn't we knock her out anyways, asked the purple dragon, just to be safe. You know, the queen keeps telling us to be more careful. She means about the night wings, said the orange dragon bitterly. This one's on night wing. I'm sure she's fine. On the one talon, suddenly certain didn't want to be shot with the dart. She wanted to be wide awake when she saw her friends again. On the other town, she was afraid she could imagine this exact confirmation. If, say, a smoldering, vengeful skywing happened to show up in their rainforest, looking for them. Oh, she's not a Nightwing. Well, then, let's take her straight to the Dragonettes. No worries. I, I'm Glory's friend, she promised her, deciding to worry about Scarlet later. I, I need to see her. The Queen. Hmm, let's see. She might be in the audience treehouse, said the orange dragon thoughtfully. Or the healer's hut, said the purple dragon. She's there a lot. Or visiting the Nightwing camp. Or checking on the progress school. Or review. I'll go right. Study interrupted. I'll just go look for her. Thank you. They both flicked their tails, bobbed their heads, and their scales immediately began to shift back to camouflage as Sunny flew on. The healer's hut, she decided, so I can see Starflight. 
But before she got there, she spotted the mahogany round scales of a mudwing stretched out on one of the sleeping platforms. Clay, she yelled happily. She barreled up to him and nearly flung her wings around him before she realized it wasn't Clay at all. It was some other mudwing dragonette. He jumped back with a startled expression and hid something behind his wings. Whoa, Sonny said, skating to a stop in the wood. Who are you? Who are you? He responded rudely. Sonny usually liked everyone, at least at first, but something was wrong. Something about this dragon immediately rubbed her on the wrong wing. Where's Clay? She asked. How should I know? He demanded. Sonny frowned at him, then turned to fly away. If he didn't want to be helpful, she didn't need to bother with him. Hey, he called back. Hey, he called. Come back. Sunny ignored him. She no- had noticed the angle of the sunlight and realized that it was sun. It was the rain-winged sun time when most of them would be sleeping high up on the treetops, recharging their scales. She wondered if Gloria was up there, too, or if, if she ever let herself sleep. Just then, she spotted the healer's hut, and coming out of it, opening his wings to fly, was Clay. Definitely Clay this time. Every wonderful brown scale of him. Sonny dove into his wings, nearly knocking him backwards, except that he was big enough to catch her. He made an oof noise and then realized who she was. Sonny, he roared, it's you, you're alive, you're all right. He seized her and swung her around, her tail flying out behind her, and then quickly put her down. Are you, are you all right? He asked anxiously. He touched her wings and checked her talons. We thought something terrible had happened to you. We've been searching and searching. Come in, come in. He dragged her into the hut before she could say anything. Starflight, Sunny's back. Two black dragons turned their heads in unison toward the door. Sunny recognized Fate's speaker, the nightwing who had been one of the alternate dragonettes raised by the Talons in case they needed a spare set to fulfill the prophecy. She was crouched beside a nest of leaves where Starflight was lying with his wings spread out. Sunny flinched at the sight of all of the burns all along Starflight's dark scales. Some kind of silvery ointment glistered over the wounds, and she saw a little of it on Fate Speaker's talons as well, as if she had been helping to put it on. Sunny? Starflight said in a hoarse voice. Really? Sunny realized with a stab of guilt and horror that Starflight's eyes were covered with a mask of leaves, carefully plastered in, in place. It's me, she said, hurrying over to his side. She nudged her shoulder gently with her snow, trying to share her warmth with him. I'm here. Starflight let out his breath. Are you all right? He said anxiously. Better than you are, she tried to joke. I told him you were fine, Fate Speaker interjected in a helpful voice. She patted the edge of the leaves where Starflight lay. I had a vision. I mean, it was fuzzy, but I was pretty sure you were fine. Starflight, Starflight coughed awkwardly as if he'd been as if he'd been trying to avoid talking about Facebook's visions for days. Sunny remembered what Stoneweaver had told her, that no Nightwing had had pro- prophetic powers or migraine for generations. So was Facebooker lying, or did she believe her own wild stories? She didn't seem cool enough to deceive Starflight about whether Sunny was all right. But then Sunny didn't really know her at all. I'm sorry I wasn't there to take care of you, Sunny said, touching one of Starflight's wings gently. I took care of him, Fate Speaker said. Sunny felt a flash of something odd, like she wanted Fate Speaker to shush and go away. Jealousy? But what did that mean that I like Starflight the way he likes me? Did she? It would be nice if she could love him back. It would make him happy. And she did care about him. Plus, he was a real hero. He just didn't save the entire Nightwing tribe from extinction. 
We don't have time for mushy romance right now anyways, she told herself sternly. Whatever is going to happen with me and Starflight, whatever we are, we'll figure it out after we stop the war. She glanced around the room and noticed that Webbs was still there, asleep in the corner, although the venomous scratch on his tail looked almost completely healed. There were a few ravings as well, four with injuries that might have happened during the attack on the Nightwing Island, and two others whose breath rattled in their skinny chests as they slept. Sunny guessed they had been prisoners and were still recovering from their treatment at the at the towns of the Nightwings. She could see spots on their snouts and ankles where iron bars had rubbed the scales raw. The only... <clears throat> The only other dragon occupying a bed was the Skywing, Flame. He'd grown up with Fate Speaker among the Towns of Peace as another possible alternate for the dragonettes. She could tell the healers had applied the cactus milk antidote to the wound that slashed across his face, but it would still leave a nasty scar. She wondered if his face had looked that furious before he was injured. She suspected yes. He was awake, glaring around the treehouse with trail of smoke coming out of his nose and ears. So where were you? Claire asked Bombing Sunny's wing <clears throat> with his own. Tsunami thought maybe you'd been kidnapped. Isn't that crazy? Well, I kind of was kidnapped, Sunny admitted. Starfight and Facebook are both gasped. But I got away, except when I got caught again, and then I was prisoner in Burn's stronghold for a while. What? Starfight tried to sit up and nearly fell off his bed. Clay's eyes were wide in shock. I'm here now, though, aren't I? It's all turned out fine. I've taken care of myself mostly, she added honestly. It was a little crazy, but I should tell you all at the same time. Where's Tsunami and Glory? Tsunami was drilling ramings and invasive maneuvers, although apparently what they actually meant was a lot of yelling like, Pay attention and leave that two kid alone and why are you pink? Stop being pink and three moons are you eating again? Sunny half hoped that she that meant she had been all yelled out, but of course it didn't. Tsunami had plenty of yelling energy left for Sunny. Where have you been? she roared. Do you know what you do you know how worried we've been? How could you do that to us? I was so sure that Nightwings had did something to you. I nearly threw them all back to the volcano. We've had we've searched had search parties out for days, but no one sign of you anywhere. Not even Deathbringer. Well, he said he smelled you over to the west, but who trusts him? Not me is who. I haven't slept in days, sunny days. She grabbed Sunny's and wrapped her wings around her in a fierce hug. Sunny felt her own anger melting and realized she'd been furious with Tsunami ever since overhearing the conversation in the Obsidian Mirror. She may not take me seriously, Sunny thought, but she really does love me. I'm sorry, Sunny said, muffled into Tsunami's shoulder, but I swear I was doing important things. I'll tell you about it. Where's Glory? Checking on the Nightwing camp, Sunny said, relaxing her grip on Sunny, but keeping one wing around her. She's kind of awesome with them, all scary and tough and royal like a queen. Do not tell her I said that. Sunny grinned up at her. Are they behaving? For the most part, Sunny, Tsunami said. They were all absolutely starving, so just giving them enough food is making them a whole lot happier and easier to deal with. Glory is letting them hunt and, and eat as much as they want, except for a sloth. They're off limits, apparently. I guess being a giant sucker for those cute furry things is raining genetic defect. I wouldn't eat them e- either, Sunny pointed out. Well, that... Well, because that makes sense. You practically are a cute furry thing. Sunny debated getting riled up about this, but Tsunami was already turning to one of the ravings, all of whom were staying noisily at Sunny, and ordered them to f- him and ordered him to fetch Glory. Tell her to meet us at the healer's hut, she said, and no dr- daughter- dawdling. If you stop to admire so much as one beetle, I will seriously bite you. 
All right, the raven said affably and flew off into what was probably, but probably counted as a hurry for raven, but only was marginally faster than your average snail. I swear, Tsunami muttered through her teeth. Sonny, you'll probably be shocked to hear this, but I think I make a very good raven. Sonny laughed. I missed you, she said, and meant it. It wasn't long before they were all gathered around Starflight's bed. Sonny felt a rush of joy as Glory swept into the room. Here were all their friends, all together in one place like they were supposed to be. Sonny, Glory said, and the ring from her voice was matched by the bright yellow of her scales. She even reached out and squeezed Sonny's front talons, which was more affectionate affection than Sonny would have expected from her. Thank goodness you're alive, because now I can totally behead you. Starflight, was our, what's our official policy on beheading right now? Our constitution says no beheading, Sonny, he said loyally. Let's amend that, Glory said, flicking her tail. To I can behead anyone who worries me half to death like this. I know you're probably mad, Sonny said. Glory's ears and wings were starting to shade more reds and yellows. Okay, definitely mad. But there were uh, lots of stuff happened and... Um, it better be widely, impor- widely important stuff, Glory growled. You know what I don't need in my first week as queen? In addition to a whole new tribe of pretty much the worst, most unhealthy, most annoying dragons ever? I don't need to also be freaking out because one of my best friends has disappeared. I don't need to be using my best friend on patrol searches for you when they should be helping me run a brand new experimental two-tribe kingdom. That's me, Deathfinger said, poking his head in from outside. Sunny jumped. She still wasn't used to seeing any nightwings in the Rainbow Village apart from Starflight. When she says her best dragons, she's talking about me. I am not, Glory said a little too indignantly, Sunny thought. Quit stalking me. This is not stalking, he objected, sliding into the room, as if he were perfectly welcome. This is protecting you. Nobody invited you to this private conversation, Tsunami said bossily. Hey, I'm just making sure the queen is safe, he said, spreading his wings. The queen can take care of herself, Glory pointed out. One out of the two dragons in question, the queen happens to be the one with camouflage sails who can shoot venom. What can you do? Sit in the dark, is that it? Guess what? I can do that too. Inky Black spilled across her scales and she looked down her snout at him. I can stop dragons from killing you. She said, three assassination plots so far, your majesty. No one's better at stopping assassins than the world's best assassin. You poor dragon, Glory said. If only you had a shred of self-esteem. What? Sonny cried in dismay. Nightwings have already tried to kill you three times already? So he says, Glory observed. She didn't look remotely scared or even ruffled. Apparently he's my bodyguard now, not that anyone asked him to be. Ahem. It's true, I did have to fight my way past a whole, my way past a whole pack of volunteers. He mused mockingly. Oh no, wait, it's just me. The dra- only dragon who cares if you live or die. He's just saying to make his list look longer than mine, Glory said to Sunny. We're keeping track of who has saved who more often. I say it doesn't count if you have to save me from your own dragon-murdering self. He says I shouldn't get credit for sending him away before the Icewings got him. Sunny couldn't help but notice that Deathbringer was apparently allowed to know where the Raymond village was and to roam around it freely. So whatever she said about him, Glory must really trust him, and certainly make, cer- and certainly more than the other Nightwings. If two are, if you two are quite finished jabbing at each other, Sunny rolled her eyes. I'd like to hear what Sunny's been doing for the last week. Me too, Clay said fervently, sliding up beside her. 
Saying twine to stay with his, relieved that at least one of her friends wouldn't be mad at her, no matter what she'd done or how worried he'd been. Well, she said, I found my parents, and I met Burns' brother, and I saw Pearl again, and Queen Scarlet is alive. Oh, and she's maybe coming here to kill us all. To, here to kill us. Although I hope she doesn't really know where we are, although she said she did. Goya cleared her throat quietly, but everyone turned to look at her anyway. Uh, she said, so, um, yes. Actually, she does know where we are. She squinted at the skylight, rubbing the back of her head. She maybe visit me in a dream with a dream visitor and saw where I was, so, yes. That seems like something worth mentioning, Tsunami yelled. I was going to tell you all, Glory said happily, but then Starfight disappeared and I became queen and I got a little, uh, busy. Anyway, Sunny interrupted before the two of them could start on one of their interminal arguments. So she was in Burn's stronghold, but she's not anymore. Could you start from the be- at the beginning? Starfire asked. I'm a little confused. Me too, Facebaker chimed in, as if anyone asked you, Sunny thought, then felt incredibly guilty for thinking it. All right, Sunny said. It started with these three nightlings grabbing me. 